Hi, welcome to the Get Strong and Healthy podcast. My name is Anna Clow. Thank you for being here. Today, we have a special guest joining us, Darcy. Darcy is the founder of Claim Your Network Agency and the host of the Claim Your Worth podcast. She's also a Reiki instructor. Darcy, I'm excited to have you on today to chat networking, community. Uh, this is going to be super valuable, I think, for especially you know anyone trying to grow their contacts for like business, but also someone whose goal is just to get to know more people. So Darcy, maybe we could start by having you share a bit more about you and how you got into this. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure. And I'm already in your community and I can just see all the beautiful souls that are in there. So I'm so honored to be here. But yes, I'm Darcy Elizabeth. And it has took me a while to get to this point where I can say I confidently help people become networking experts that really help create, grow, and nurture their audience, their friends, their community, and also to, to make money. Right. So I originally started as a corporate accountant for many years. I did everything that society said. I bought the big old house, had the baby, had the relationship. And then one day when that all came crashing down, where I ended up becoming a single mom living on my own, I realized being alone 24 seven with a newborn baby was not my jam. Right. And for so long, I really held on to this. I'm independent. I can do it all by myself. And I got that from my mom as she was also a single mom and really honed in on, I can do this all by myself. But what I realized really quick is that I couldn't. And that's okay. Right. Support is okay. So I started to myself get into fitness. I started to surround myself with other mamas doing the thing. And I started to what I call claim my worth. And I know that the biggest part about that is you got to find your people, right? Your people, your support, and really what's going to help you get to where you want to go and be healthy and also take care of yourself. A lot of times us women, we put everybody else in front of us, the babies, the men, you know, our job, and we forget to actually take care of ourselves. And one of the biggest thing is your network, the people who are around you. So I really dived in to surrounding myself with like-minded people, and especially of people of where I was headed and wanted to go. And I was able to leave my six-figure corporate job to now owning my own networking agency. Love it. That's such a powerful story. Like you go from it's it's the hero's journey. Everything comes from crashing down, dark night of the soul, and then that's the rebuild. And that's that's where, you know, huge transformation and, and gold can can come from. Uh, uh I kind of experienced yeah. something similar where I would um kind of self-isolate and really my whole life got so much better when I started surrounding myself with more people, with meeting new people, with going to different, you know, networking events and and just collaborating with others, like, you know, not just my business, but my like mental health, my well-being. Um, so, so yeah, incredibly important to prioritize this aspect of your life. I think it's really easy nowadays to, uh, you know, kind of just get so stuck in routine of, you know, just doing your same day-to-day things, your, you know, you're just attending to like your family, you're on your phone. Um, and we can forget to like prioritize friendships, connections. Um, so what would you say to someone who's like, I don't even know where to start, you know, yeah. with, with getting out there? What yeah. how would you what would you say to that kind of person? Yeah, I always say start with an audit, right? Take a little bit of an audit in your life. I don't believe in cutting people out, but I definitely believe in boundaries. So when I say take an audit, the people you're hanging around right now, how do you feel when you leave them? It's something that's super important because there was a period of my life where I absolutely had these amazing girlfriends, but I would leave and I'd be in tears, right? I would, and that was more of my own self 
issues that I had to go through, but I would leave and be in tears. And I started to realize like, hey, I got to create some boundaries here and I got to find the people of where I'm headed as well. So what that looked like for me, as I said, is like, I started to get around other women who were, you know, fitness was a priority. Their children were a priority. Their business was a priority. So I say the first step to really do is like take an audit and it's nothing to do with them, right? A lot of times we want to put it on somebody else. I can't be around them, that their energy. Yes, there's definitely such thing as toxic energy, but more take in control of like, where do I need to put a little bit of boundaries in based on how I'm feeling and what types of relationships am I looking for? So I always say that's the first place to start. Yeah. And sometimes people take that message of like, set those boundaries, focus on yourself like too far, I think. And that was definitely me where, you know, you see these videos online, focus on yourself for six months, put your head down, you know, cut everything out of your life. And like, sure, there can be a time and place for that. But, uh, but yeah, like making sure that you are setting boundaries with those people who aren't serving you, um, you know, aren't serving your well-being, you're leaving them feeling drained, um, setting those boundaries and looking for those people that light you up, that help you, um, you know, inspire you to be your best self, you know, like grow in the ways that you want to. Yeah. Uh, One thing to really think about too, is like, we are human. We are meant to connect. I know how things kind of got a little crazy over the last couple of years where that kind of got taken from us a little bit, but you're right. There's almost like this message, like put your head down, be alone. Yeah. You definitely need to spend time with yourself to get to know yourself but you really need that community that's going to motivate you. That's going to keep you accountable. That's going to really check in on you too. Because I know for myself, when I was hit that rock bottom moment and I'm in this big house all by myself and I felt like I had nobody, that wasn't good either, right? That's where like the extreme depression started to come in. I felt like I couldn't ask for help and it put me at a spot where, yeah, now here I am able to do what I do, but it was really dark. And I think we can avoid that really dark. I have nobody and almost that pity me that we get. Cause I was definitely there to when you surround yourself and you actually have that human connection, it's going to bring you back up. It's going to bring you back up for that air you need, or even that simple phone call where you're like, this is happening. And I just need to let it out of my body. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when it comes to networking, what are your thoughts on networking in person versus online? Is there one that's better or would you say a combination of both would be best for most people? Yeah. So there's definitely a combination of both because I have been so lucky to be able to really expand my network globally because of virtual networking, right? Right now, we're recording this podcast because of technology and being able to get into conversations with people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to if you were just in your local area. On the other side of that, in-person is amazing, right? You get that deeper connection. We met in person. And as I know when I met you, I instantly felt that connection, right? That energy. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get in her world. Tell me about what you do. And you also get to feel their vibe right? What kind of vibe do they have? Are they the person that you are like wanting to hang out with? And you get to have those deeper conversations that don't always happen on Zoom or virtually or social media. So I definitely think it's a huge thing for both. I think human interaction in person is needed. It's really going to fill your cup. But especially as a mama who is building her business with a child at at home during the pandemic, virtually was key right? FaceTime. How many times have you FaceTime a girlfriend and you feel better after you get off the phone or your business bestie, your workout buddy, whatever it may be. So I definitely think there's a combination of both. And I think that we should maximize our opportunities with the virtual piece, but make sure you're also doing the in-person as well. Yeah. I I love this, this uh, conversation here because personally, I got into online coaching in COVID 2020, everything was online. I like lived online. And when I began going to things in person, 
that did so much for me. And I really saw the power of connecting in person, like online is incredible as well. Um, but there's something about like meeting someone face to face, just like you said, you know, um, it's just, it's just different for connection, um, in different ways. So, so yeah, that, that mix of the two has been huge for me personally. So like, if you're someone who, you know, only does in person, I'd highly recommend you look online as well. If you're only someone who's online, look to expand your network in person. Um, and, and that mix of both I've found to be really, really beneficial for me. Yeah. And with our agency clients, I see this a lot. It's either they're in person and they want to get more virtually or vice versa. Right. And I always say like, when you're doing the opposite. So say if you are, I've been virtually for this long and I'm nervous to get in person, there's a whole different feeling that you can have and different techniques you can use and same with virtually, right? And just like anything, when you try something new, it's going to feel a little weird, a little bit uncomfortable, but that's why too, it's also important to bring a friend with you or find the group that you feel like it's going to vibe with, or even connect with someone beforehand so that when you walk into that room, you can be like, Hey, I know you, right? Those little things that can kind of like ease our anxiety when we do make that change. Yeah. Yeah. So this leads me to my next question for you is like, what are some tips or some advice for someone who's maybe a bit shy, who's really not used to connecting with others? Maybe they, you know, maybe through the pandemic lost their social skills a little bit um, and are still kind of struggling to like come back from that. What do you, what's your advice um, to someone who's struggling with something like that? Yeah, so this is actually how my brand started. I will be totally raw here where I went to a women's event and I wanted to legit hide because I couldn't introduce myself. I was getting super nervous. My face was turning red. And from that moment, I was like, I know I got to be in these rooms, but this anxiety, this lacking confidence wasn't working for me. So what I say, if you're like, okay, I'm starting to get in these rooms, let's say in person, and I'm nervous. The first thing I always say, whether you're a business owner, corporate employee, a mama, whatever it may look like, kind of have an idea of what your intro is going to be, right? Just have that foundation there so that when someone says your name or asks you, what do you do? You are able to respond because once you're able to respond to that, the best tip out there is make it about them. So once you introduce yourself, say your name and what you do, then turn it around and make it about the person you're talking to. This is so important because this is where the connection is built. But while they're talking, you're going to be able to breathe. That's what I always tell my clients. Put your shoulders down and breathe while the other person's talking. And it's going to be able to generate the further conversation. And then from like a true networking strategy standpoint, the more you make it about them, they're going to fe feel seen and valued. You're going to be able to understand who they are. And during that conversation, you're actually going to get your follow-up conversation that could happen, you know, a day or two later, whether it's just making friends or for a business opportunity. Once you're having that conversation, say I'm talking with you, for instance, we were talking at the retreat and we're like, hey, I need to get into lifting, da, da, da. And then I follow up a couple of days later and say, hey, I would love to talk to you more about lifting, right? You are creating a conversation that is going to lead to a follow-up. So I always say like, nail down your intro, whatever it may be, like, you know, know your name because sometimes we even get tongue tied with that, been there, done that, and like say what you do and then turn on them. Keep asking them questions and it's just going to naturally keep the conversation going. Yeah. And, and this is like a saying that I love. It's be interested, not try and be interesting, right? Yeah. Like being curious about the other person. This goes for networking, but like, you know, even with your, you know, close relationships, um, being interested in the person, being curious about their inner world, you know, their life and asking them those questions. That's where the really awesome conversation can come in. And like, oftentimes we get, you know, we have this anxiety about like wanting, you know, um, to appear like a certain way. And so we're just stuck in our own heads about what we're going to say, right? Like we want to be interesting. Um, but I think like 
that was a huge shift for me that when I, when I got that, it like clicked. And then that's when I feel like I have way less anxiety talking to people because I'm not worried about, you know, what I'm going to say as much. I'm, I'm first curious and then that drives the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And women, I work with mostly women and they want to be seen and heard, right? So if you are out of the gates doing that for them, you are creating that bond, but also too, you're going to be able to tell if you want to further that connection with them. Because sometimes you'll meet people and be like, that's not what, you know, I'm looking for, or that's not the connection I'm looking for. Or sometimes you're going to really get to know them and then they're going to start to ask about you and the connection is really going to form. Yeah. Yeah. And and you mentioned like being prepared with, uh, you know, knowing what your intro is going to be kind of how you introduce yourself. Do you have any other tips for being prepared for, you know, maybe bringing, do you recommend business cards? Is that something of the past or is that something you still would recommend? And then what about uh, how to like kind of exchange, you know, contact info for the future? Um, You also did an amazing post I just saw about uh, kind of networking a ton, like pre-launch, like for, you know, our business owners here, this could be, I think, a great conversation to to touch on. Yeah. So I'm big on business cards. Call them old school. Call them what you want. But I'm telling you, it's one going to be an icebreaker. They're going to have the physical form of your contact information. And even better, what happens? We take a business card, we put it in our pocket, we put it in our purse, and then we get home. And at some point, we find this business card. And what does it do? It reminds us. So I'm huge on business cards because so many times I meet people, even me a networking expert, I meet people and I'm like, what was their name? Oh, man, what was her name? She was so great. I wanted to connect with her. I thought I got her on Instagram, but I can't find her account. Use business cards, right? And this way too, if you are like, well, I really want them to connect with me on social media have a QR code on there. A couple general tips is like, I always say is have your contact information and have a picture of you, right? Because a lot of times when you get cards, we're like, who does this belong to? Have a picture of you. And then on the back, have a QR code where they can further connect with you, whether it's your website, Instagram, Facebook, whatever suits you. And know that Even if they just literally throw that in the trash, the moment you say, I would love to talk more, here's my business card. Now they're seeing you, they're hearing you, and they're seeing your business card. It's another element for us humans to really wrap around who the person is. I know that sometimes I will get a business card and if I'm not fully interested, I'll put it in my purse, but then who knows? It might pop up again. I always create a leads list of business cards because there could be a connection for somebody else, right? So especially from the business standpoint, I always, any business card I get, I literally have a leads list just in case one of my clients need that certain service or you know whatever it may be. Maybe it's something I wanna collaborate on. And then as far as uh, networking before launching as a business owner, or even whatever it may be, right? This is for real estate, anybody who especially is in sales, start networking now, right? Start networking now because you want to start forming these conversations, these connections, so that you can reach out to them when you do launch, right? They might even be following you at that point. So they're already interested. It's more organic. We get so in this, I see this all the time. I've been there too, where we launch something and then all of a sudden they're sending out a million messages. They're stressed out. They feel like they don't have the leads. But what if you start before that and just show up as you? And another thing too, is when you start to really network before a launch, you're just networking. You're just building connection and it's not so much as I'm trying to make a sale. So it takes you out of that scarcity mindset. You're able to relax a lot more and it feels so much better for the person on the other side. Absolutely. And your energy that you bring to any sort of, you can call it like sales conversation. I think some people have like a negative connotation with that word, but you know, I've really done a lot of work with my mindset around like sales and how like sales is the transformation. If your goal is to really help people, help elevate people in whatever way it is, like that is like your duty is to, you know, 
meet those people and, um, you know, connect with those people and see how you can help them. And, and that's really, I think, you know, a really important energy shift for anyone in business who's, you know, selling, um, selling something, a service, a product is like, you know, making sure your energy is of service of like, Hey, I want to help people. How can I, um, you know, help this person rather than coming at it from a, you know, a kind of like, I just want to help myself. I just want this sale, like for, you know, I got to make this money. It becomes this like needy, um, kind of like scarcity energy, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you that know, shift I think is really important. Yeah. On the back of my phone, on my screensaver, it literally says, how do you serve the people, right? How are you serving the people? And that little shift has helped me so much build my brand, my visibility, my leads, because once we stop taking the focus on the sales so much and more about serving the people, the sales are going to naturally come in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love learning about business and I hear different stories and, and this is often a topic that comes up, like when business owners finally shift their energy into being of service of like, I want to help people. And like, that's, that's what starts to come through their content and how they are interacting with people. Like that's when their business will start to really, you know, take off. Yeah. And it feels better, right? Talk about anxiety. If I'm walking in somewhere knowing that I had to get 10 people to sign up with me, I'm already anxious, right? But if you're walking in like, you know, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to see how I can show up and really give back and see where it takes me. It's a way better energy and way better on my nervous system too. Absolutely. You're, you're like detached, right? Yeah. This is something one of my business mentors touches on all the time. She's like, Hey, I don't care. Even if you like really need this sale, you know, coming into it with the energy of you are detached from the outcome and you're here to serve. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah. that's, I love this conversation. Such a good point. Um, so curious, going back to the business cards, have you, have you heard of the like dot cards, the, the tap cards? Yes. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah. So I actually have one around here. Here's the thing. I always say like, you can get an Instagram handle, but then what are you doing with it? Right. So I think it is important to get connected on social media, but I would much rather get someone's Instagram handle. So if you are using a dot card or you're picking up somebody else's dot card, when you go to their page to follow them, screenshot it. Right. Because when you search somebody, sometimes it doesn't pop up in your search history. And then you're going to get home and be like, where is this contact information? Yes, dot can hold that contact information to you for you. And that's great, but not everybody has it, right? What is a dot card for those who don't know? Yeah. So it's a little card that has a scannable QR code that you're going to put all your links in. So when people scan it, they're going to bring up the links and it's a way for people to connect with you. It's almost like a link tree, right? Where like it's on your Instagram and it brings it all up. The thing too, though, like people also got to remember is if you are especially at a networking event or even like a retreat, whatever it may be, people are going to have time to check out all your links. And then what are they going to do? They're going to exit out of that browser. Right. So if you are somebody who's like, no, I want to use that, that's great. But make sure that you do have the other forms as well, like a business card or get their contact information and you do the follow up. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen where, um, where the service is bad, there's no Wi Fi, then it's not loading. So I think it's important to like have your backup business card for sure. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. And then getting their contact information. I think this is a really important thing to touch on too, uh, that I learned from a, from a mentor of mine is, is like, don't just give them your info because then it's in their court. If they reach out to you or not, if, if they are able to, you know, if they choose to, you know, remember like people are busy, like people have a lot of priorities. And so like, even if they want to work with you, really the magic is in the follow-up. So if you can also make sure you get their information, I've found that to be like, you know, game-changing. 
um, is just making sure that I'm collecting someone's, uh, you know, number or Instagram, whatever, as well as giving them mine so that I can make sure that, you know, I have the like power to follow up with them. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. A thing too is, is that if you're just handing out your card, it doesn't feel as good for the other person. Instead be like, Hey, I, you know, I would love to further this conversation. What's your Instagram? Do you have a business card? How can we connect? You want to grab coffee, right? Make it like it's about them, which it is, but make sure that you say, I can't wait to connect later. And if they're giving you their information, that is their way of saying you can follow up, right? If they're like, no, thank you. Then, you know, do not follow up. But when you sit there and you go, Hey, you know, what is your Instagram handle? I would love to chat more. Literally just saying that makes the person feel like, ooh, okay, yeah, definitely. And you get their Instagram handle, you get their business card, whatever it may be. And it allows you to have that follow-up that's way more organic. It's in your ball court, like you were saying. And it's not so forceful, like here's my business card. Yeah. So what are your tips for following up with someone? How do you how do you approach that? Like, do you say, hey, buy my stuff? Yeah, right. That is definitely not what to do. Um, Yeah. So follow up strategy. This is my favorite thing to talk about. And it really actually starts when you are having that first conversation, right? That first interaction. And what that looks like is during that conversation, when you're learning about them, you want to start making some mental notes of some topics or conversations that you can pick up on later in the DMs, right? We're a prime example where we connected and then we got on social media and then it can instantly be like, hey, I, I'm i doing this free program or, hey, I want to talk more about, you know, what it looks like to lift, different things like that because you guys have already talked about it. So the follow-up actually starts the moment you start having the conversation and know that you can pick up little pointers or little cues of like what you can talk about. A classic one for me is... If sometimes I'll be like, hey, I have like extreme ADHD or it's like comes up in the conversation and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I have this supplement that I use for it. And you're like, oh yeah, let's connect later. I definitely want to know. Guess what? That has nothing to do with my business. That has nothing to do with making a sale, but I'm going to reach out to her later on and be like, hey, it was so nice to meet you. What was that supplement you were saying? Or how is your son feeling? Right? Take things that doesn't have to do with your actual sale or business and follow up that way and just literally focus on building the relationship, building relationship before you know it. One, they might ask to be in your program or service or product, whatever it may look like. Or the other thing is too, it's going to feel way more organic. Like, Hey, Darcy, you know, I figured you were talking about lifting. Let's, you know, I'm opening this up. How does that look? right? That feels so much better because we've already had that connection. Then if somebody literally like the next day follows up with me and says, Hey, I want to sell you the service, or I know you talk about liking the service by here. I immensely want to be like, yeah. first off, let me help you. <laughs> me. And also too, like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't yeah. feel good. And especially with other businesses out there that have done that, that the whole, Hey girl error, it doesn't feel good. It makes people feel like icky. And I really strive on like, focus on building that relationship, have that follow-up already when you are having that conversation, start thinking about it then. And if you are someone like me who does sometimes forget like about the conversation, draw, jot down notes, right? Like sometimes I'll be like, Anna, you know, fitness or Anna, you know what I mean? Like just make little notes for yourself so that when you do follow up, it feels better. And also like check out their social media a little bit, drop some hearts on their stories, whatever it may kind of look like for you, but to know, like really focus on building that relationship and the follow-up should be about that and not about pitching yourself. Love it. Love it. Um, There's a quote when it comes to like people it's I think it's like go if you want to go slow go alone go fast go together am I butchering that or is that no I yeah I actually was trying to think of the same quote yesterday <laughs> so it's so funny you're saying this but it's like yeah if you yeah it's like if you something like that if you want to go slow go alone I think I, that yeah, we'll have the, to look that up the, the, end is, look that up. <laughs> the go the fast last part. 
Yeah, the last part's right. Go fast, go together. But I think it's like, I swear it was, if you want to go far, go alone. But I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> um, I think it, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to look, we're going to have to figure out what that is for yeah, sure. I've been, but I've been trying to think about that this whole podcast. But um, anyway, <laughs> the point of that is it's a really amazing quote that just, you know, showcases how important it is to have people around you and they can really elevate you, catapult you again, and not just business, but your personal life. You see these people who are, you start getting around these people who are doing the things who are, you know, maybe transforming their life. They've started, you know, getting into fitness. You're like, oh dang, like that's really cool. Then that energy can kind of transfer to you and it can, it can be such a positive catalyst on your journey um, to, you know, make sure you have those people around you who inspire you. Yeah. So the quote, I got the quote. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. So yes. it's like if you if you're by yourself, you can race really fast, but you can't go so far. But if you're together, people can carry the weight. But with that, something like you just said is that we so much like do carry that like independent piece. But if you are surrounded by people who are doing the thing, one, that makes it easier on you. They're going to teach you the way, right? If I want to get better with my fitness, of course, I'm going to go to you. You already know it. You're already doing it. You're already a role model on that. So I always say like, stop making it so hard on ourselves, right? Let's learn from people who already done it. But also too, you can borrow belief. This is like something that's so big about getting around people who are like-minded because on days that you don't want to show up, I can reach out and say, hey, you can do this and vice versa. Or this too shall pass. That's something that I always say when people do hit that rock bottom or those bad days, this too shall pass. But you can borrow the belief that it's going to be okay. You have that community to lean on. And even better, you can really look at seeing what they have done and know that if they can do it, I can do it too. I love that so much. And with social media, you can do the same thing with just watching people's stories. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So we watch these stories and we really get that belief that we can do it too. I will say the difference though is when they start to be your actual peers, that's when the real connection is because you can also see their bad days, right? Yeah. Social media is a highlight reel. It's just how it is. But if you start to have that really big connection with somebody, you're going to see, oh, they are just like me, which means I can do things that are high achieving just like them. Yeah. Yeah. And with social media, like, what are your, do you think it's important to like curate your feed, you know, and who you follow? Like, is that something really important for, you know, someone who's looking to grow? Yes. So I always say that your social media is also your business card. Right. So what happens if somebody wants to hire you? The first thing they're gonna do is check out your social media. If they want to be your friend, if you if they're gonna if you're gonna watch their kids, they're gonna check out your social media. So I always say is that's almost your storefront. That's what the your store needs to look like on the outside so people can kind of look in and see a little bit of what you are all about. It also builds the like, know, and trust with the person that's seeking the relationship. And two, it allows them to really get to know if they are going to be a good fit or not before you guys do start furthering that relationship. So I'm a huge person on saying like, don't rely on social media, like you need to be networking, but I really big on, you do need to have a social media and you do need to be nurturing that because a lot of times the initial comes from networking but the follow-up, the actual moving into sale comes from social media. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to like who you follow on social media, who what, like what content you're consuming, right? Like, um, do you have advice for, you know, maybe kind of curating that to like help you like kind of step into who you want to be? Like, is that something you found important for you? Yeah, yeah. If they're triggering you, just mute them for now, right? You don't need to unfriend them, but if it's something that you are having some comparison with, right? We all been there. Let's be real. We've all been there where we start to compare ourselves. I'm not as far along as she. How come she has more clients, whatever it may be, or even like 
self-image, right? Where we're like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. I want to be like that. If it's triggering you and making you uncomfortable, it goes right back to what I said at the beginning, where how does it make you feel? There's somebody you're following and you watch her stories and then you feel like crap. Please just mute them for now. You can bring them on back. She's not going to know. She's not going to know if you mute her so or him. And it's really about what does your nervous system need? There's a lot of people I follow that I admire because it gives me inspiration. So those I keep on my feed. All my clients, all my prospects, I keep on my feed, right? That's an important part of my business. But if it's something that is making you not feel good and it's making you have the anxious feeling, it's totally fine to mute and nobody's going to know. Yeah, yeah. And and I think making sure that you, just like in person, you're surrounding yourself with people who are inspiring you. Same thing online. I've found that to be incredible for me on my journey is like, you know, some people just stay in, you know, their small town vibe. They, that's all they really know. Um, But social media can be such an amazing tool to like find the people who are doing these bigger things, who are like making moves, who are, you know, on these growth journeys. And that's how I found like, you know, that's how really what I contribute a lot of my like personal growth to was who I was able to connect with online back when I was, you know, young and, and I just had all the time in the world. All I did was look on social media. And then I came across these freaking badass entrepreneurs, these people in health and fitness that I was starting to learn a ton from. And that's really what helped me like get into my career and like help me grow uh, with my own health and fitness and then my business and really also like life. Like I follow people who are like relationship coaches who are talking about the nervous system and like that kind of stuff I've found to be so valuable from social media. So there's definitely a ton of positives. I think if you can use it the right way, it can definitely become like an unhealthy thing too, which it's kind of like a hard thing to balance, I think. Um, but yeah, like finding, finding kind of that balance, like, do you have any, have any advice for, I mean, you mentioned obviously muting people. What do you think about how much you're consuming? Is that something you pay attention to? Yeah. So one thing is, I love how you talk about like how social media is such a great tool. Cause it is, it gets this bad rap, but I'm like, man, I would not have the business I do or even the speaking skills I have if it wasn't for social media. That's how I started to get into speaking, where it was like I was just going live. I That's how I built the muscle to be able to speak in front of people, even though it was virtually. So I love how you bring up that point. Like, guys, this is such a great tool and it's free. So let's be using it. Let's do use it to help the people. But as far as boundaries, this is something I'm still working on. I'll always be truthful and honest here. But one thing I have noticed is like kind of watch when you are consuming it. I honestly don't consume it during the day when I'm working because it will take me out of focus, right? It will take me out of focus. Or if I'm not feeling good mentally, don't go on social media, okay? Especially if you are somebody who's posting a lot and there's a bad comment or who knows what to stay off it, right? But one thing I notice for me is like, okay, Be very cautious when I am using it. And then when you are on there scrolling, check the time, right? I'm not an expert here, but if you're spending more than 20 minutes on the app, it's time. It's time to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. We we get pulled in. By yeah, or like TikTok. Let's be honest oh. here. Like who sat on the couch? Me and my boyfriend actually like we'll sit in bed. And it's honestly our thing though. So there's like that point too. But like we'll sit in bed and watch TikToks and laugh. Okay. That's that's our little, that's our binging. That's our like Netflix. And I think everybody has their own way to do it. But also like it's really all about like how are you feeling with it? And if you are somebody like me who gets distracted really easy, make sure you're putting the boundaries in place. Yeah. Yeah. Like TikTok for me, I find to be so incredibly addictive that once I start, like, like you said, going past that point where I just notice, I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? I'm like not living my life. Like I'm literally just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 
I will delete it and it helps me so much. And I find that like for entertainment, I really love like YouTube shorts. Have you, have you looked at YouTube shorts? Yes. I love YouTube shorts and I love it even too, from a business perspective. Like if there's something I need and I only got like 30 seconds, how cool is it that we can go watch a YouTube short and it gives you the answer? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and for some reason I find it to be a bit less addictive. Yeah. Would you say the same? Probably too, because we have to actually like, one thing I notice is like, I'll put my phone up somewhere and watch things like that. But with YouTube shorts or even, even with TikTok, you're swiping. Right. Like you have to actually have your phone in your hand. Um, so I noticed for me, it's less addicting YouTube shorts because I have to actually like use the phone where if it's Instagram stories, I can just let them run. <laughs> have you ever done that where you like put it on like when you're doing the dishes or something? Just let Instagram stories run to see what everybody's up to. I don't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> just me, just me over here. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, YouTube shorts, check them out if you haven't already. That's, that's my favorite, like kind of form of entertainment. I don't really do TV. I do YouTube shorts. Yes. Do you have a YouTube channel? Yes, I do. Awesome. What is it? It's Anna Clow. Anna Clow one, I believe is my username, but go subscribe if you guys haven't already, but I just kind of like post everything I do from like Instagram and Facebook and I also have some exercise videos that I'm building out for my community. So it's like, it's a nice little slow build over there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, like if you are, you know, finding yourself like doom scrolling, um, really kind of doing the audit of how much time do you really want to be spending on these apps? Like, are you using it as a tool, as a way to connect, get inspired, learn, grow, um, Or is it kind of becoming, you know, that thing that's a little bit toxic and like really maybe taking away from your mental health? Uh, And I find that, you know, when we spend a little bit too much time, it gets past a certain point, it becomes, it can become detrimental. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So definitely like moderating that and, and also, you know, making sure that if you are a business owner, if you're looking to, you know, grow your community, like prioritizing creating over consuming. That's something mm-hmm. that I remind myself of all the time. Like, all right, Anna, like, you know, let's, let's create and not get sucked into, you know, just, just only consuming, but the consuming is important, but I think moderating it is the key. Yeah. And also too, like, if you're at a point where you're having creators block, put blinders on, right. That's something I had to do where I kept like looking at Instagram for inspiration. And it's like, no, this is inspiration from within. We already have all the answers, especially as a business owner, you know what you're doing, right? You know where you want a message you want to put out there. So if you're at that point, like put those blinders on. And as you said, like, just start brain dumping, get to creative in your way. Yeah. Do you have any advice for maybe the business owner who their jobs on social media, it's important to be on social media, but then if they want to be entertained later in the day or whatever, it can also feel like they're in a way working, right? Everything kind of gets mixed up. Like, do you have any tips for kind of separating the work and play or have you kind of, has that been like a challenge for you? Cause I know that that has really been a challenge for me. Yeah. When I hear the word balance, I'm like, what? (laughs) So I'll be totally honest. It's super hard for me because especially building a personal brand, a lot of it ties in, right? A lot of it ties in like, how do I mom? How do I have this relationship? You know, how is it that I'm traveling? Right. And especially like, this is my full time career. This is my, this is a form of one of my babies. So as far as balancing for me, I have noticed that the older I get and the more I do this, I am starting to get more balanced because I'm setting the systems up in place. And I know this is like really deep into the business part, but a lot of times we are on social media while we're hanging out with our kids because we're like, I need to post, I need to do this. You know, I got to reach out to so-and-so, but if you set the systems up and you already got your posts out there, you got what you needed for the day, you are able to actually enjoy your family. And as somebody who is really big on human interaction, it is important to be present for them, but, and for you, if you're always on, it gets exhausting, 
right? It gets exhausting if I always have to be like up and ready and get all my stories and tell people what I'm doing, where I now have put in the systems and I have a team that make sure that my social media runs even when I'm not around. As far as DMs, you can answer later on. It doesn't have to be right then and there and allowing yourself to give yourself that permission, right? So like I answer all my own DMs, but if it's like what I call like witching hour, I have a younger child. So like between 4.30 and when he goes to bed at eight o'clock, it's like crazy up in here. Let's just be honest. I make a dinner. He's screaming. It's just how it goes. I don't respond to messages. And then before I go to bed, I'll do that. That doesn't work for everybody, but kind of allowing yourself like what works for you and your family and your well-being. That's also one thing I want to highlight on when it comes to anything business, networking, do what works for you. So many people are going to say, you know, don't check your messages before you go to bed. Well, guess what? I actually sleep better knowing that all my messages are taken care of, right? So like do the thing that works for you and allowing yourself to put in those boundaries and not feeling like your phone has to constantly be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like love that. Like it's so individual. Like people will say these like blanket kind of statements, but like really any advice you hear, like take it and use your own discernment, you know, like what do you need? What's going to be best for you? I don't think there's ever like a right way to necessarily do things. Um, so yeah, I think that that's important to like, not, you know, take, take what people say is like, Oh, that, that must be, you know, how I need to do it. It's like, no, like use your own discernment. Um, but so when it comes to like messaging and, and communicating with people, um, what are your thoughts on kind of the urgency culture, uh, type thing that some people can, fall into. Cause I, I noticed that there's sometimes I've been there where like, I have this like guilt of, Oh, I need to reply like right away. And like, we can set this expectation in our head. Um, but like for me, kind of getting away from that a bit has been really, really important for me and my focus and my well being. So like, what are your thoughts and experience with that? Yeah. So I always look at it as you are setting yourself up for when they become your client, right? So if you are constantly, instantly responding back to them the moment they message, they're also going to expect that when they're a client. But when you start almost putting in those boundaries right from the get-go, from a normal conversation, they're going to know that when they are your client, right? And this has been something that I too, like have to, had to work through, but now I know, like, I do think urgency is important. It doesn't have to be right then and there, right? Like set the stage. I normally don't work on Sunday. So most of the time I don't respond to messages, but you bet you Monday morning, I'm writing back or late Sunday night, whatever it may look like. So kind of, even if they're just, you know, either client or if they're, you know, a prospect or even just a friend kind of set in those boundaries, how you want it to be long-term. And that's something I didn't do. And so I started to develop like almost like needy clients and I love them all, but that was my own fault, right? Where I kind of set the stage of like how to communicate with me, where with their, your clients, like tell them, this is when I'm available. Like I do a lot of Voxer coaching. I'm available you know, anytime Tuesday through Thursday, 24 seven, and then these hours on Monday and Friday, right? Like whatever it looks for you, but like setting that stage now so that they know this is how it is going forward. Because if you are constantly responding right back and then you don't one day, they're going to be messaging and they also are going to get furious, right? So just kind of like set the stage early and know that this is a business, with that, a brick and mortar has a business hours, right? So make sure that you are also setting those in when it comes to replying to your DMs. I love that. Set the expectation and like business hours. So, so true. Like sometimes, you know, small business owner, you can just be feeling like you need to be on 24 seven, which, you know, is totally, I think can be detrimental to, you know, well-being. And also if you, have like projects that need a lot of focus, you know, and just hours of kind of getting in flow, like messaging is going to be something that breaks that up. And so sometimes like, 
you know, to be able to serve your clients at the highest ability, setting those boundaries and batching your messages a bit more, uh, I think is really, you know, important, you know, sometimes that's what's best for your community. Even though if your clients can be like, Oh, I just want to reply right away. It's like, you know, um, for me, I reply to messages in the morning and then also once in the evening. And that's what I've found to be really helpful for me to not be like a chicken with my head cut off, you know, like here and there everywhere, like during the day, um, and be able to, you know, have that focus time. Yes, I agree for sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Um, definitely share you, how to find you. Um, but any other kind of, you know, tips, advice, things you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. So if you're getting that calling within you that there's something you want to do, there's people you want to be around, there's rooms you want to get in, and it's feeling a little nerve wracking, that means it's meant for you, right? We so many times we're like, oh, I can't do that because I'm nervous. I promise you just push yourself to get into that room or do that thing that you're feeling nervous. And the more you do it, the more that we keep going out there and really claiming our worth, the easier it's going to be. But you're also going to meet the people that are going to change your life. And that's what it's about. Life is about relationships. And I think we forget that sometimes. But when you put yourself out there, that's where the real game changing begins. I love it. When something's a little scary feeling, I typically take that as a sign that I must, must do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm in one of those seasons right now, right? Where I'm like getting a lot more speaking events and it seems a little scary and I'm getting in the rooms and I start to now say, one, I manifested this because this calling you're feeling, you probably manifested or thought about at one point. And then two, like you were made for this you got this right. Like, and just like giving yourself that permission that it's okay to be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And like, when you know, things are, you know, aligned with your highest good and purpose and and your growth, if it's a little bit scary, you know, typically like take that as that nudge that like, Hey, like this is the next step. This is the thing to do. And, you know, fear is something that I think kind of like moving towards it and through it is, really important rather than experiencing fear and then using that as a sign that it's not for you. You know, Mm, I think sometimes we can be quick to be like, oh, like I'm scared of that. Like, no, like actually, if you're scared of it, maybe that's exactly what you need. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on today, Darcy. This was such a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Um, Share with our listeners, like how can they connect with you, social media links, anything like that? Yeah. So you can find us at claimyournetwork.com is our website along with our Instagram as well. And then on the personal side, it is darcyelizabeth.co. And then again, my podcast is called Claim Your Worth. So if you type in anything, Claim Your Network, you will see, you'll get directed towards me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Darcy. Um, Thank you. And yeah, I hope you have a good day and see you soon. It's been a pleasure. Bye.